Welcome to the Exeter Underground, the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter, about the people of Exeter, and by the people of Exeter, keeping you up to date on all the happenings of our town with analysis that you just can't find anywhere else. You're entering the Underground. Now here are your hosts, Jerry Gelliff and Ted Gardella. Uh, zoning code enforcement. Uh, there is a first item discussion, possible action of waiver request for service electric Exeter Township land development plan. Okay, so this uh, is going to be like. <laughs> this should be pretty informal though, because they, you know, they have come before the. Um, this is the service electric uh, facility. It's over on Perky Omen Avenue. What they're proposing is a 9,000 uh, square foot. So a 9,000 square foot, one-story addition. Uh, this addition will house computer equipment and servers, No, supposedly no personnel. They're also then proposing second floor addition uh, right here, which is to house office space. Um, if you have driven past the service electric facility lately, you can see that there, the, the parking lot is empty. Um, a lot of the workers are uh, remote working, and uh, the the um, facility workers that go out on site take their trucks home. So the applicant also stated that in this second story addition, um, there will be a, a no net increase to the employees on site. Um, this site right here is the existing parking lot, so there will not be an increase to impervious area. Uh, they are adding additional walkways uh, to, the, to the building here, uh, parking spots here, and then a little grass area as well as landscaping along uh, the fence line right here, and then there's also a fence over here. Um, <clears throat> that's the short and sweet of it. If there's any specific questions to this land development, what the applicant is looking to do tonight is um, get approval for waivers. This is not approving the actual plan itself. Um, if there's any questions for the land development plan, we can address them now. Otherwise, I can begin to address the waiver requests. Do we have any questions, or should we get right to the waiver requests? Yeah, I'd like to hear about the waivers. Yeah, great. Right. Right. Waivers, please. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we have a zoning code. We also have a saldo code. It gives regulations uh, for developers that they need to follow in order to um, provide aesthetic standards. You know, follow regulations for zoning and um, different development characteristics. Township staff. Planning Commission and hopefully the Board of Supervisors typically don't like to grant waivers for deferrals. The issue, the, the reason we have so many deferrals and uh, waivers in front of us tonight uh, is mainly around the focus of the site being an impervious parking lot already and then a building going on top of that. What I'll do now is I'll dive into each of these waivers. Um, we can talk about it and then maybe Per each waiver request, we can, if the board agrees or disagrees, we can make a motion to uh, approve it or deny it. 
first request is um, a request uh, to waive the traffic study requirement. Um, as I stated before, there are to be no additional employees uh, on the site. The Planning Commission at the January meeting recommended this waiver uh, be approved. Could that situation ever change where they would have their employees that sounds like somebody's snoring. more employees on that site? <laughs> I believe it could, yes. So would it be prudent of us what to waive that, that, that fell asleep requirement on the if, uh, if they could, you know, they could <laughs> next year say business is booming, we've got to have more employees in there. That point and okay, enough that, of that. Uh, statement, I might then suggest that a deferral uh, be granted um, based on the future possibility of a, the, let's say, full staff coming back right. to the workforce. And Joe. Exactly. Yeah, the, the comment I would add on to that, if they're going to increase the number of employees that they currently have, let's say, pre-pandemic, then yes, I would say they would. We have the right to make them perform a traffic study. But if it's going to stay the same, despite whether they're working remotely or work or working at the office, uh, it's our opinion that a traffic study would be required because they're not increasing their employees. And currently, what they're looking at is they're not generating any more. Does it make me a bad citizen if I just don't care about this stuff? They're using the argument because well, of parking um, requirements that they're not again, increasing this is the boring employees, part of which they do have sufficient number of you know, parking spaces. Planning, zoning, that and, kind of stuff. It's not. It's not definitely not sexy. You're not bringing in any additional revenue. You're not costing so anything. But if you're going to have development that's consistent with, you know, the the values of the community, then somebody's got to. Somebody's got to be watching this stuff. I guess somebody's got to regulate. I just, I, my eyes glaze over. Boring as hell. But the other issue, while we're since we're talking about zoning and development and, and planning, um, you know, we we need to develop a comprehensive plan for the community because otherwise, you know, and this is something that we talked about a lot today on social media, and that is that oh, back when we bought the RCC. There were developers who were going to develop the heck out of it, put all, you know, 500 new homes in there. 800,000 know, homes were going you know, there. You know, stress out the infrastructure. The schools would be devastated, blah, blah, blah. Now, we're being told that because of the structure of that property, it cannot be developed. Right. Well, which is it? Make which up your is mind. It? Is it, oh my gosh, we got to buy it so that they don't develop it? Or is it, oh, we can't repurpose it because you're not allowed to develop it because of the way the land is structured? Shouldn't you have made that point, you know, however many years ago that we bought the thing? That, hey, don't worry. They're not going to be able to develop it because it's it's wetlands. It's underwater. It's, you know, they're not going to be able to do that. Somebody thought they could. No, it's not that somebody thought they could. It's that somebody back then thought they were going to pull a fast one and they got away with it. Now they've got their cheap golf. Now they've got all that other crap. And they're not going to give it up. No, not easily. All right, so we're talking over this very important, you know, review of waiver Yeah. That Carl was snoring through. And they had been disposed there at such time. Okay, it wasn't Carl. That was me. Our environmental issues, for instance, if impervious area, even though we do have a stormwater ordinance, we want to make sure if impervious just means like a geological issues, sinkhole, karst geology that may pose 
a problem on the site. In this situation, it's an existing parking lot. It has been in business. They are just developing that parking lot and expanding their building. Therefore, the Planning Commission, as well as the staff in our office, feels that we would recommend. I've got no we're words. On item, no, item number one on this, Jerry. So, this was we're our, still on this one? Our, this was our experiment, right? This was zoning code enforcement number one. Mama mia. That I cannot we haven't answer. Even I'm to assuming there was probably a study done. We haven't gotten to the fun stuff yet. I'm not sure yeah, what the original zoning code enforcement submission was to go through. before our time. I don't have it. I mean, so we've been something that we don't know. No, unfortunately, we can't fast forward. Actually, we could a little bit because I've stopped it a couple of times. So there's a buffer built up. Let's zoom. Let's zoom the buffer, baby. Okay, there we go. We're live now. In this situation, they're not utilizing any more. Doesn't sound any different than before. Nope. And there's about three minutes there that we're behind. It's going to the same place into the existing storm sewer system. So Jesus, they're on the same one. They're talking about storm sewer systems. Recommended to the board for consideration. The planning commission um, recommended to defer. That waiver request until this. Uh, oh, that's right. They're still on a waiver site. request for. I'm sorry. That's correct. correct. So the recommendation from the planning commission was defer. Yep. Okay. Here's my idea. Okay? okay. I want to hear it. All planning and zoning things. We skip. No. Get thrown into a consent agenda. That assumes that you trust your planning commission. Okay. Fair enough. So, and we know people who came off that planning so commission. So until we get, you know, until there is a level of trust in all of these, you know, zoning, uh, planning, all of that, until there's that level of trust for this new board, I think they are going to be boring, but uh, they're they're going to be checking every box. Okay. Suggestion number two: all items for zoning and code enforcement are treated like public comments and get three minutes. You like that one? Oh, that one I like. You know, okay. Like, okay. You know. right. Well, the other thing is, is that, um, and this is part of the responsibility of, of being a board member, is that, you know, they probably should have reviewed these and sent their questions to the planning commission before this meeting, yeah, that takes, rather than addressing questions at the meeting. But But that takes the accountability out of it. They want the public to... It takes a transparency. Transparency. Less of the transparency, but, yeah. you know... Um, then we're going to have a long meeting, Jerry. Back to it? Yeah. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Do we have a second? Does it meet it? This is more of a situation similar. It's not, even though it's 9,000, it's very low impact. So the planning commission felt as though they would consider the recommendation of, of allowing the go preliminary slash final. This would allow one more submission to the planning commission. And hopefully, if the board agrees, then they would come back for preliminary slash final plan approval at a future board supervisors meeting. And that was also the planning commission recommendation was correct. Yes. Okay. Um, do I have a motion? I make that motion. Do I have a second? I'll second. Do you have to vote on it? 
because they're telling you just I, defer. You can just let it happen. I, I, no, they said discussion and possible action. So they're acting on the waiver. Thank, thank you for that one. That was the last of the. Yes, and thank you very much. Hallelujah. Hopefully, you will see this that plan uh, before you. That was the last of the waiver okay. requests for, for item number for one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I believe you're present for the. And do I have it correct? This is the. As we move on to the next agenda, sorry, folks. Uh, it is a discussion on the preliminary plan approval for Exeter Golf Course. Oh, Estates I thought Clubhouse. we were done. I believe the idea is to no, number two. move to number three yes. first, because it may render number two unnecessary. Okay. So who wrote the agenda and didn't put it in the right order? can work on this, and then the project engineer, Dan Long Slayer, is also present, and he can get up and explain the details. Um, so the applicant is working is looking to reestablish the restaurant at the um, previous Exeter Golf Club Estates Clubhouse. Hmm. So if we have the restaurant there, um, does that mitigate the need for a restaurant the at the Reading Country Club? Shelbourne. It might. The um, the applicant had gone before the zoning hearing board in January of 2020 for to have the use uh, of a restaurant approved. That that area right there is in the uh, is in one of the residential zoning districts, which obviously doesn't allow restaurants. So they received approval from the zoning hearing board in uh, 2020. Submitted a land development plan in uh, I believe June of 2021, and then went had to go back before the zoning hearing board. For so this is an interesting point. Um, um, this the facility is in a residential area. Yes. Uh, and while it was previously a clubhouse, that that um, use of that property has been, you know, it's been rendered inoperable for several years. I, I know as long as, as long as I've been here, seven years, it's been inoperable. So shouldn't that property revert to the original use, zoning use? I would think. What you? That's what I would think. So, and, and if I was in that residential community, I wouldn't want to buy a restaurant. There's some issues with traffic, very minor in nature. Land development plan. We're still working out the details for the landscaping. As Will said, the color rendering of the the repurposing of the clubhouse and site improvements, and there'll be some stormwater facilities being proposed. There is a secondary lot that'll be utilized for what they call overflow. Uh, the facility will also house um, special events such as banquets and then also direct competition for the Reading Country Club. Events, bar, restaurant. Do you think it gets turned down for that reason? I don't know if they're going to bring it up. Michelle Kircher telling somebody they can't be heard. <laughs> Can you hear me now? It's working. The existing oh yes, it is working. I believe they expect to have the restaurant facilities up on the second floor. We we have designed uh, access to the building with an elevator that takes it up, and uh, we. We have uh, adjusted the parking. One of uh, Great Valley's comments was to uh, get the aerial truck into the, the site in, in, case, in the event of a fire. 
and I have uh, this would be very interesting uh, if somebody out, does bring up the uh, fact the that you know hey we're, we're, we're making the Reading Country the, uh, Club our number one priority we want to get that you know so a few maybe a mile maybe less than a mile away from the Reading Country Club you're going to have an event center restaurant and bar so does that mitigate the need to refurbish the the uh, country club building because you can just send everybody over to the Exeter Golf Estates Restaurant and Event Center. Yeah, uh, you mean allow a private developer to take all of the cost on? And can you hear me now? Right. Each that would make the Reading Country Club clubhouse. It, it rendered it to be a moot point. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, because, you know, you don't need it. If, if you know, this, if this idea that we need an event center and a fine dining restaurant, maybe mile away, we got the former Exeter Golf Estates Clubhouse is now an event center. It will do banquets. It will do, you know, there's a restaurant bar. You get done with your round of 18, you Take your this, uh, this area here, if you silly shoes off and uh, drive for a mile and have your beer and hot dog. See if it's me. I'm putting in the uh, the fuzzy bald hat rule. And what we're going to do is put a rain garden here to address the stormwater issues coming off of this, and also eliminate. I, I just I feel for the residents who are very. I mean, if you look at that property, and I drive past it nearly every day. Right. There, there are houses right right next to that facility so mm-hmm. now are, are we going to talk to those residents and say hey are you are you really okay with you know you bought this as a house for your family now there's going to be a bar restaurant right across the street from you uh are you okay with that no, maybe they are maybe they are all okay with it maybe they're like good then i can walk over and get a cheeseburger it's going to be just like university rifle club people buying houses and then getting getting the flim flam put on them. right right from our office as well as the traffic related review letter is I do, as I said I drive past that every day and I, I, I do have some concerns about um, the berms and, and the visibility and if there's on uh, Shelburne Road yeah it's right on the other side of a curve is yeah. it not yeah yeah it is a qu- it, it's a good question approval for this project subject to review and approval by the solicitor I have a question the property that's right above where it says Bradley, uh, I can't see it, law. Were they notified of this and did they okay this? Did they have any problems with what you were going to do there? When it went through the zoning, I believe that the, the, the residents came in. The residents were pretty well much in support of expanding this and, and doing something rather than having a, an abandoned building sitting here at the front of the property. I just want to make sure that it's not going to infringe on their. We, our landscaping plan, we're providing more buffering and stuff between here and between this property here. Okay. And the other thing that the, the Planning Commission wanted, along uh, Scotland Road here, there's old English yews that are just kind of overgrown. We're going to remove them and replace them with, with a, a lower type vegetation. Okay, thank you. Nobody's asking about competition with Any the other questions? questions. Not yet. No. So I'll ask at this time, do we have a motion? Uh, and again, it would be the motion to approve the resolution to approve the preliminary plan subject to order to review as well. 
I'll make the motion that he just said. Do I have a second? second? Thank you, Carl. Uh, so we have a motion and a second. Uh, so Carl woke up. All those in favor say aye. 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 Five of a vote. Think of how hard Thank it you. is for him. I mean, he's Thank doing you. the same thing we're doing. He's listening to this going, slapping his head going over. Dude. So we can carry on to the next, uh, next agenda item, uh, public works. Oh, we're moving on. Uh, that only took like 20 minutes. discussion and possible action to purchase the 2022 Mac 10 ton dump truck with the plow and salt spreader at the cost of $218,000 for 218.115 to be more specific. Um, Larry, did you? I know you spoke recently about this. Did you have some comments? Yes, at the last meeting we uh, talked about tailings. We got some more info. Um, Mr. Hughes did come out and take a look at the truck. Uh, it does have 78,000 miles on it. Uh, there was a typo in our seventy-eight for the truck. It isn't a 92. It's actually a 95. It we do still have a 92 in our fleet. No, it doesn't seem like a lot, does it? GMC. I don't know. Uh, when Mr. Hughes came out to look at the truck, we opened the hood. At the same time we opened the hood, the passenger side wiper blade came off the truck. <laughs> um, he was asking if we could uh, take some pictures of all the stuff that the truck was needed. Um, it was shared with the board. I don't know if everybody got to see the pictures that we had, the shape the truck is in. Uh, the one picture that shows that really rusty round thing is actually a brake chamber for the front wheel. And when we pulled that truck in here to get more pictures, um, it actually decided to fail then. So as of right now, it is still stuck in our shop trying to find that part to get that truck movable back out of our shop. So. Uh, I didn't know if you guys had any more questions on the truck, other than uh, we did some research. Uh, I provided all the stuff that the truck does and needs. But did we get multiple bids? Uh, like, for instance, that truck had a steel body on it, so it was used to haul. Wait for somebody stones. to bring it out. Uh, trees, like storm damage uh, or wind damage at night. If a tree would come down, we would use that truck as a having a steel body. Our other trucks have aluminum body, which can't take the abuse as these trucks have, or steel bodies can. We do have uh, two trucks that have a steel body, but due to the truck not being reliable, we've been focusing on the 2008 truck that has the other steel body, and this one here has been as a backup truck for that. It is uh, in demand every time it snows, um, but right now we're looking at reliability for the truck. I don't know if you have any questions on that. I, we did look if, uh, just say this truck was only 10 years old, I talked to the dealership, like, what would this truck go for if it was only 10 years old instead of almost 30 years old? And he said your resale on that truck would probably be closer to 60 to 70,000 instead of having a nine to 10,000 now. So that would be some kind of savings with being a single axle dump. Uh, 10 wheelers do bring in more when you do to resale them because contractors are looking for them to do bigger jobs than they are the smaller trucks. Um, in 2014, we did have to put a new dump body on this truck due to the use of this truck. However, since the truck is so old, we cannot really reuse this body onto a, another truck on the back side of it. So. so I don't know if you have any questions for me. I don't have any further questions. Do we have any questions for Larry? I, do. I, I had requested some information. This, this money is coming out of a that we dump five million dollars we dump five million dollars into this uh, equipment fund and I don't know if the five million was 
identified how we were going to spend it. I'm told that this is one of the things they identified to spend the $5 million on. But uh, I have some concerns because we don't have another sewer plant to sell. Okay, so we're buying this equipment. We have other equipment that's going to become uh, obsolete and needs to be replaced. So I'm wondering how how do we plan to fund this this uh, this particular account? I, I did just a little quick analysis here. $218,000. We say it lasts for 30 years. That means we have to make sure we put an additional 7,000 plus uh, annual inflationary factors. 7,000 a year for the next time this truck becomes replaced. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote to give them the truck, okay? Uh, I looked at it, I, I never saw a truck in such bad shape before. It's really bad shape. But I'm also concerned about how we're going forward. We have, we're going to have like 3.4 million left in that, in that account. Are all 3.4 million dollars in that account uh, designated to buy certain equipment, or is it just sitting there waiting? So in two years, they spent a million and a half dollars yeah. on equipment. That means that in another two years, they'll be down to two million. And three years after that, so in seven years, this fund fund will be depleted. If not sooner. I mean, it just depends on how much equipment, what they need to, you know purchase if that's the only thing that that fund can be used for right you know i think that was that's to be a lot of spend on equipment and yeah. we need to really get our hands on that i i mean i'm i'm basically working in the dark here as far as to make sure that we're covered in the future you know uh and uh you know what I never heard a supervisor on the last board say anything about the future. Mm. <laughs> it was always the now? Yes, and golf. I don't see any schedules. I hear there's schedules. I hear there's, uh, you know, uh, designated purchases to occur. We purchase certain police cars every year, every other year. Those cars cost about forty-five, $50,000 a piece. There should have been an Excel spreadsheet shared with you, too. I, I, I never saw it, though. Yeah, I never I did, saw it. Uh, I did share that. And, and I know I know. in 2020, we talked about some type of software to manage the fleet. Yes, and we so, did purchase that. And yeah, so I, there should be reports coming off that tell us pretty much all this stuff. Typically, these, these, this equipment is depreciated over X amount of time, which gives you pretty much an idea of how much you got to sock away every year. And, you know, the budget, which has been a mystery to me since I tried to look at it, I don't know if there's a, a replenishment plans for this fund. If we hadn't sold the sewer plant, we wouldn't have the $5 million. So uh, how would we have bought this truck? We'd probably take a loan out, right? We would or have we to find have, some other option. Yeah, or we would have increased the taxes. So if, we're gonna, if everyone's going to agree to uh, buy this truck, I also want us to agree to look into planning going forward and replenishment of, of this fund so that we're covered and understand what's in there, what our commitment is going forward. And that, that requires an inventory 
of all the vehicle, of all, all the equipment that would be part of this replacement fund. Well, if they have software to manage the that's fleet, it would seem to me that's pretty easy to do. Should pretty much be in there. Yeah. Put your fleet in here. Before us, and I condition out all the uh, vehicles are in. But uh, I'll make a motion to approve the truck. Just I want to make a motion. Before we approve the motion, can I just say that what I do today is that we have to, we have to come up with a plan of action. And we're, I'm, I'm agreeing my David to purchase the truck, but we should very quickly come up with the schedule of what needs to come out of the sun and also how do we go about making sure that, that fund stays robust so as we need vehicles or other equipment, we can afford to do it. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you, and I think that you do have some um, software to use that I think will give us a, a start anyway. Right, yeah, we're still putting the Badger Plus in place. I mean, we have 136 vehicles to add, um, and most of them are in the system there already. However, there is an Excel spreadsheet I thought it went out to Most of them are in the system already. You bought the software. Why aren't they all in? <laughs> I don't care if you have 150 or 300 right. vehicles. Does that, does that report or Excel spreadsheet have... All Why do you have an Excel spreadsheet if you have the software? Print out the friggin' report. Yeah. So wait, so they're populating an Excel spreadsheet instead of printing the report. Right. That I have is just so all of the information, the data input that they put into the spreadsheet, they could have used could that energy. To be putting it into this fleet management software. And then you can press print. Before I call for the vote, I'm just going to make one comment myself. But, but you, know, you never know what the previous board no, you know, the requested. It doesn't matter. Perfect. And Does it? And I, yeah, I if the previous board just directed them, well, I want to see a spreadsheet with all of our, okay, well, we bought this software, where we're, I, I want to see a spreadsheet with all, you know, if they didn't say, okay, we're buying the software, let's commit to getting all of our vehicles into it as soon as possible, and then generating reports on the, the status of the fleet. That's what a fleet management software does. It should have, you know, miles, it should have condition, it should have... All that information. Generate that and push it into Excel. Yeah, I know you will. And uh, the, the numbers that are on there for the expected cost is basically a rule of thumb that the, the, the dealerships that we deal with, they, they recommend to do roughly 10% increase each year on, on our costs. So what you see we just have a We just have a general 10% increase every year because that's what the dealerships tell us to do? The dealerships that we deal with, that means that they're not putting it out for general bid. They're not putting it out for bid. All those in favor say aye. 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 I think Carl did say, I think Carl did say aye, right? Yeah. Second to one. Yeah, second to second. And uh, it's a five of that. So. so before we move on, though, I'd like in the minutes to make note that we're going to follow up on uh, working on identifying all the equipment when it's going to be coming That's out why you have fleet management software. You should be generating reports. They shouldn't have to, to download it in that, into Excel. There should be readable reports that come out of 
a fleet management software program. Well, I was speaking to you saying that the previous board may have said, "Give me a, give me a spreadsheet." Yeah. It, it, it's got there's got to be a pass through thing where you can go take this, put it in there. There you go. Or, or else you tell the board of supervisors the reason we purchased this fleet management software is because it will generate reports on the status of the fleet. We won't have to put it into Excel because the reports will be generated and it will give you the reports. But it would be like Nigel Tufnell and Spinal Tap. But this one goes to 11. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Larry. All right, thank you. Thanks, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Larry, you get all the gratitudes tonight. Thanks, Larry. Yeah. Uh, next on the agenda, also Public Works, we have a discussion and possible action on the PennDOT traffic detour for uh, the... Come on, let's get to the good out. stuff. Uh, this is going to take a long time, dude. Is, is it really? Yes. Watch. So, and, and 47th Street. Anybody that lives on 47th Street or Gibraltar Road? You know anybody who lives on 47th Street? Uh, uh, doesn't uh, our, Mr. Hughes live on 47th Street? Supervisors. And <laughs> That's why it's going to take so long. Mad, uh, department heads... Once truck traffic to go down 47th Street, and I took a picture and sent it to everybody, but uh, I know Will saw it. There's a big sign at the top of Gibraltar Road, and if you go down the hill, it's... Okay, he's got this wrong. He's got this wrong. It says car traffic specifically. It doesn't say truck traffic. It says all truck traffic will go down to 345. Right. 47th Street, but that sign is very clear. It's a truck with a red circle and a red slash through it that says no trucks. Okay? And there's a couple reasons why I think we need to let PennDOT know that we want to change what Mr. Galtier and Mr. Ham uh, suggested that we do, which is to send the trucks down 47th there's Street. There's not going to be any trucks on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got the floor. I okay. okay. You're wasting your time because there are no trucks on. Well, I, I can tell you from the minutes <laughs> what was said was going to do because it was discussed and it said, well, we could send them down there because. Minutes, minutes. Read what the the, okay. the friggin' well, agenda says. That's Let's not see. good because then we have Mama's Pizza there. All those, you know, during rush hour, it's going to back up. It already does back up. Traffic flows off of 422. It can't make a right in a right aid. It can't make a left in a Mama's. So. The traditional way these trucks should go is continue on Gibraltar Road down where uh, Burger King is, okay? Or, uh, in addition to that, we have uh, have them uh, detour in Birdsboro before they come down 724 because they're not going to be able to get out of Gibraltar when that, when that bridge is down. So they're going to come turn around and go up Gibraltar Road. And we can stop them in Birdsboro before they do that. The benefit to us by not sending it down 47th Street, is that if they go down Gibraltar Road, our police department and highway... But he's just got this completely wrong. I think so. We can inspect and this weigh is them. car traffic. Or if they come up Birdsboro, Bobstown Road, and down 420. Well, Clarence is going to straighten we them out, I think. Do what we'll we see. always do when they do this uh, detail and, and stop them, inspect them, and weigh them. So I'm confused because it's saying all truck traffic will use Route 345 to Route 422. In the minutes right here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it says. Okay. Well, it also says in the old minutes that they agreed to send it, send it down 47th Street. So this is a thing I've been... Well, I thought it was about the car traffic for 47th Street, but that's what car, I read. Car traffic's already allowed to go down. No, I know can't that. can't change that. I get that. But I, I did look back at the October 25th mm. minutes, and so I was very confused 
by what was going on here, but, but I thought, too, the tra traffic is always going to use Route 345 to Route 422, and the conversation was about for car traffic, which I didn't understand why we had to approve the car traffic because the car traffic could always go to Gibraltar or 47th Street. Exactly. So I didn't know why we had to approve one or the other, Gibraltar well, versus 47th. Yeah, it was just basically for the detour signs that they were wanting to put up. Yeah. Should they put them on Gibraltar Road or should they put them down? So that's why it's there. I, for me, 47th Street is busy, 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 yes. especially since Mama's went in. So yeah. I'm not a fan. Not just busy. Using that. It's well. busy, busy, busy. Turn, but you can love turn out of Gibraltar exactly. too. Um, I, so that's especially since Mama's went in, and you know every you have the prom. Yeah, I mean the you know you know the stores across the street. That's a really busy intersection already and road. Busy, busy. Absolutely. So I don't. I thought it was busy, busy, busy. Like you said, we, we can change. It, she just took down was busy. Oh. She must have gotten well, tired. I get they will if they're going to make their choice. Well, if they go straight, uh, the chief will be there, and he'll give them a big fat ticket, right, chief? Some people have to go straight if they live out that way. The cars, as long as the trucks are going down 345, yeah. the cars are going to do what the cars are going to do. So, just saying. Uh, when Clarence and I met with PennDOT about this, um, we mentioned about how our concern was with Dyer's Quarry right there on 720, off of 724 there with the trucks trying to come towards 422, going down 724 towards Animal Rescue League. Riveting. And that's when it was mentioned that they will go down to 345, this did, however the car traffic. This did not even need to be discussed. This is being discussed because Dave didn't read. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The 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 thing. This is fully. one where he's you know he's he's overly worried about his you know so, yes forty well, seventh street. Everybody follows the rules and follows the yeah, signs, right? Yeah, that's what right? the motion is for. So I just want to make sure we're not having tons of trucks going down forty seventh street. Most of the people that live there, and I include myself in this, are older people, senior citizens, that have to back out of their driveway, and 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 the, even the consider. Having these big trucks go down there is crazy. Well, then back into your driveway. Right. <laughs> that was the UPS rule. Back first. <laughs> My cousin has a repair shop oh, on 724, and I was there a couple weeks ago, and I'm just watching the traffic go by, and it's uh, all these tractor trailers. They're, they're liquid fuel trucks, big, big trucks. Some of them, I'm sure, go that way to avoid your... Uh, inspection and, and way station well they won't be able to do that for a while so i think it's prudent i don't like the fact that i had to chase after this and has to have it changed so. but you didn't have to do we need a detour i guess is where my question lies do we need a detour yeah, that yeah. when they get to the stop sign they have to go one way or the other the cars yeah, the state's going to want to pull one up yeah. so the state's going to want to direct the car traffic one way or the other they're going to want to pull one up yeah typically typically pendot will utilize their own streets when they do detour projects they try to that's their top priority but when they have to all right, come on, let's move on. Yeah, we got a we got we got an esports league to get to. Yeah, come on, come on. We have to, Jesus, we have to post kids playing video games in a park outside. It's funner that way. It is more Gibraltar Road that they make the right turn and they don't go straight down. That is a huge It's more fun. I did that intentionally. I was actually going to say more funner. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. 
as I said at the beginning yeah. of this program, so the opinions of the, the you know opinions expressed are, are only those of the host and the grammar and shit there. Yeah. Yeah. Now you oh, now is that the second bleep? You have two bleeps. I have none. But but here's why. I talked to the guys there at the bridge. They're going to be able to divert the cars. You make a right there where I don't know if anybody remember where Carl Berkeley's tavern was there in Long River. Oh yeah, everybody remembers where Carl Berkeley's tavern was. Who's Carl Berkeley? In 1924. <laughs> it's where all the mobsters used to hang out. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on now. But uh, I think we already, the board already approved the car traffic, so there's maybe nothing further to discuss, if right. at all. There is nothing further to discuss. <coughs> the truck traffic, though, F40. Because I remember sitting out in the audience with the folks before I was sitting here, and they were talking about how the... But it doesn't say that now. ...help with the trucks and blah, 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 and... I want to make sure there's no trucks going down 47. It's already that, in there. That is the existing recommendation. Isn't right. It? Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. I think that is the... The chief can address that. I understand the urgency of that, though. I'm with you. But I think that's where we where we might be already, right? That's uh, yeah. When I'm reading this from the... Okay. Um, um, the document I'm reading seems to infer that, but I'm, you know, it's... Is that the October? Uh, it no, seems it, to infer that. It doesn't seem to infer that. Yes. George, it says that. It actually literally yeah. says it. All truck says, traffic uh, will use Route 345 to Route 422. That's what it says traffic. explicitly. Trucks will use 345 to 422, <laughs> and 47th <laughs> is for cars. So if, if that is what our consensus is, and this is a great conversation, perhaps, perhaps we don't even need a motion then. Cause it's a great conversation. It is? The optimal scenario. Yeah. I think he's point. trying to be complimentary. Basically, I'm agreeing. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm good there. But I don't think I we... I misunderstood. Yes, we don't have, actually, I, I might have two coming into this meeting, but now that I'm reading this former minute... <laughs> I think we're good. So, any further discussion from anybody at the table? No. Yeah. Okay. So we can move on. Uh, Incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh, we have an item ratify Rec East. Uh, well, finally, to the good stuff. Contract. So, um, how are we doing, Becky? Good evening, Becky. Hello. Do you have some comments for us on that one? Um, just if you have any questions, it, it's a one-time fee for us to get involved with this company called GG Leaks to run eSports, um, to help us run eSports for Exeter Township. Um, we plan to run the program spring, summer, and fall. We don't have to play, pay that fee again. It's a one-time fee. Even I didn't know there was a season for eSports. I thought they could play them year-round. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm telling you, not if you're playing them in the park. I'm I don't think they're, they're not going to play them in the park. Dude, watch. <sighs> if we do it again next year, um, and we get 30% of the uh, registration fee that comes in, the company gets 70%. Oh, wait a minute now. So Here's where we go. And the, the company is going to be charging for the kids to participate. Of course. They get 70%. We get a 30% kickback. Yep. Which hopefully... Will be more than our two hundred and fifty dollars. But parents, <laughs> one would hope you'll be paying for your children to play video games. Don't they already do that? I think they do, but not in an esports league. <laughs> maybe they can get. Maybe there are scholarships. Maybe there are like uh, there are there are like headhunters out there looking for there are kids with facile fingers. Okay, do two things. Number one, Albright facile Albright is building. We all had facile figures at that point. <laughs> they 15, 16 years old. So Albright is building a, a, 
a sports program, an e-sports program. They're putting up a building oh, I, I, for this. Look, I know. I know this is a big deal. I know there are K-12 leagues. There are, you know, championships for e-sports. I got to believe if you're a basketball player, a football player, a volleyball, softball player, you're like, come on, dude, really? I mean, you're you're going to – you're sitting at home in your basement playing – World of Warcraft or whatever, whatever. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what these games are. Right. And and now you're in a league. <laughs> Do you have uniforms that you wear? Do you have a, like a, like the bowling shirt? <laughs> no, I think they just wear like all black. Okay. I have a please explain exactly what it is. What, what esports is? is? Yes. Um. So it's video games. Um. There are five different games that uh, kids could play. Well, it's it's. Kids, youth, and, and adults. Um, so oh, there's adult. five different oh, games that they can play. It ranges in ages from um, 8 to 12, 13 to 18, and 18 above. So what they do is they group. That's it, Ted. I'm buying a PlayStation, and I'm getting in on this action. <laughs> I don't think a PlayStation will do you, Jerry. I think, <laughs> I think you're going to need some sort of a you know gaming computer or something. Okay. Um people who want to play participants within their same age group. So if you have, um, you know, an eight-year-old is not going to be playing in the same league as an 18-year-old. Um, and then there's... Is this a physical thing? I know. I think it's that the eight-year-old is probably going to be better than the 18-year-old. <laughs> Different games that they play. The participants are required to have the right equipment and play it at home. We are not providing any of the equipment, so... It, it, oh, thank God. Okay. So it's not taking it's kids not out of the, the house no. and, and, and at the pavilion. They're okay, going to be all right. sitting at home on mommy and daddy's uh, Wi-Fi playing okay. their video games. All right. They have their PlayStation, their Xbox, their I was right. Switch. Um, they register one season pass for $40. Um, gets them any of those games that they, they want to play. 30% of that. It's very bucks. popular. Yeah. There's a lot of other municipalities okay. across Pennsylvania so, that are part of this. Bucks. And... Um, so uh, any of our participants, we need will be um, thirty kids to sign up for this to cover so the two fifty. Questions, Becky. Um, I did look it up Push online it. just to see what they were like um, to Not you know 30, educate maybe. myself somewhat. But give it twenty-five. Did they give you any figures on what the anticipated revenue is typically for this type of thing for the township? Or do they not really have that? Maybe about not 60, 70 bucks. It's going to be, it's going to be it's pennies. Huge. Who are doing it? It seems to be very successful. Um, what I liked about it uh, compared to some other programs that offer similar esports, mm -hmm. it's simple, straight across the board. Um, other ones are a little bit more complex with uh, the way that they figure out with percentages to get involved. Um, I like the fact that they monitor the kids who are playing, you know, or any of the participants. I keep saying kids. Participants who are playing within their age group. Uh, GG League stands for Good Gamer League. So they require, um, oh, you know, that goodness, you know, it's, going with the good, it's good gaming. The BG no League, foul the language. Your, yeah, we don't need the crappy you know, gamers. They, they monitor, they moderate sure. all the games. So um, the malevolent things, gamers, um, the MG. Who collects the registration fees? Is that done by us? The or original that? gangster gamers, the OGGs. You know, yes. so we collected ourselves, know. and once we have all the registrations in, then oh, we cut one yes. check and send it to them. They can run it with as little participants that we have. You know, to up, it, it, there's no minimum or maximum for us okay. to participate. Um, we did opt to take the registration in in house so that we can. Um, add on a small non-resident fee. Okay. So the, the flat rate to participate is $40. We made a non-resident fee of $45. 
the the normal See, I would have gone registration, 50. the sixty one time setup fee is five hundred dollars. I don't I don't know how that I, I like also joining I, I would want to survey and see if so is this the kind of the are these the games that these gamers want to play? And do they play just with people Good in the question. township or do they play across town? Oh come on. Like they're when they're in the leagues. Play across Pennsylvania. It's two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay. Let's move on. $250, and if you get 21 play, kids um, to sign up, you've covered your cost. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's sad, but let's go. It's an eight-week program. The first six weeks oh, are regular play. Then the uh, seventh week is playoffs, so the top 50% get to participate in the playoffs. Oh, so wait a minute. And then the last is, week is, is the it uh, $40 bucks um, per the season? And this could be a huge moneymaker, Jerry. This could be bigger than golf. Event, like an end party <laughs> at the end. There's a lot of resources on GG Leagues for parents if they're interested. Yeah. They offer some ways to, you know, if, if kids are really interested in coding and gaming, how to further their education and look beyond, like, what kind of opportunities lie for them. That's great. All right. Thank you. That's all I had. I might object to the time expenditure here sorry. more. I'm sorry, Dave. So, so are, are these games played at the park or are they played at their home? Oh, oh, oh that's home. amazing. So we don't have to provide she any just equipment. That. The participants. Dave, you got to pay attention. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. It tells them what kind of like equipment that they need to have in kind of order to play. Zone out and then, then uh, let me ask a okay, possibly a dumb question. program for the library? They would they would start getting some more income, and uh, we could focus our efforts more on the physical park and recreation department. You know that's not a crazy thought. No, it's not. Run that through the library and Absolutely. let them take the uh, let them get the, the vig. Yeah, yeah. It's re- because they've got let that. them pay the two fifty and then they can they can cash in on because you know it, there's no facilities needed. I think that's what Dave is trying to say is the the point us old dudes were were talking yeah. about earlier. It's like. Can't kids play outside? Can't they? You know, yeah. do we have to. Do we have to facilitate this degradation of, you know, <laughs> physicality? <laughs> I mean, let's see what he has to say. That's one question I have out loud. The other one is, I don't believe it's only two hundred fifty bucks, but it's. The other one is, how many trucks? <laughs> I don't believe it's in the budget, and. You know, we're trying to instill discipline, and the last one was fifteen thousand. That wasn't in the budget. This one's only two fifty. So here comes the budget drift. And then finally, you know, I don't know that we want to be encouraging kids to play games and just sedentary type of sedentary, life at home. Sedentary. We we keep talking about developing the parks. We want the kids to go out there and play and be physical and get exercise. But we're pro- promoting a program that's going to have them sit in the couch and play electronic games. You know, and eat uh, popcorn that's, that's, and drink yoo-hoos. You know, fair point. I can't vote for this, but that's my opinion. Oh. On this, so. this is a, a one-time He's voting game. no. Um, if we get 21 players between our spring, summer, and fall league, we've covered that fee. Um, in addition, we um, are getting 30% of their registrations coming in. So of every $40 that they're paying, we're getting at least $12. No, that's not in addition. Um, that's what you were department. saying is you need to get 21 um, to cover your cost. This is going to come out of, my, uh, out of our parks uh, recreation fund. We have $4,000 that are for any other programs that we're running. This is part of the well-rounded uh, 
recreation programs that I play well-rounded recreation program. They're sitting on a couch <laughs> playing video games. <laughs> you're, you're getting well-rounded yes. that way. Yeah. That well, they're getting well-rounded already. <laughs> Bringing in some in programs, different programs. They're getting pear shaped. I, I do like the idea um, seniors of you know, offering this to the library. If, if this is something so like the library, in, um, you do it and, and catch the, the revenue. Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Uh, we are also encouraging, they might, of course, you know what else? Parks, that is what. You know what, seriously? Seriously. Here's the move for the library because they get more kids. And, I mean, they would get many more people to sign up with the library. Could, yeah, sure, sure. I, I think they would because. You know, they have the children's section. And they have computers in the children's section. So yeah. they could put, you know, the, what was it she said, the 8 to 12-year-olds in there. And then, right. you know, I, I actually really like the idea for the library. Yeah. Um, much more so than Parks and Rec. And I think that's, I think philosophically, rather than complain about the $250, I think the 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 better push against this program is that Parks and Recreation ought to be about Parks and Recreation. The bigger word being recreation. Yeah. <laughs> Not sitting on your couch. We want people to come out and do to enjoy our parks. But this is where some of our demographic is and the activities that they're involved in. I did some research into this, into some of the other agencies that are running are it, and uh, that spoke well for the program. Um, it. I did some research into this too. Did you? I, I I looked at their website. I went to the about. Looked at the the the. Address of, of the business. It looked like they were really enjoying themselves. I'm they, telling you. they really were. Yeah. But the address is some dude's home on a lake. <laughs> That's what this business is. It looked like a, I'm dead serious. It looked like it might have been, it's, you know, it, when you go to Google Maps, yeah. it looked like seven dormer house or something. I mean, it might have been 4,500 square foot house, but it was definitely a house. It was in a residential neighborhood on like a lake or a river or something. So you're saying, this dude's probably making some pretty good vig off of this. He gets to 70%. do nothing. Yeah. It's just, it's a league where you play video games. Good for him. Yeah. All right. It's only 250 bucks. Can Alvernia we move on? and Albright oh, colleges are now offering esports. Uh, they're creating their own labs that you can go to and play there. It's actually becoming very huge. There are people that will go out to just huge. Very watch huge. as a spectator, people who are playing these games. So I feel. So don't you want it to be very huge? It's, it should be very huge. To, huge. To our the most is hugest. So there are other sources where they could sign up for this other than Exeter Township. Only I'm just reading here where the, the reimbursement of expenses. We have some open ended stuff. A contractor will be reimbursed from time to time for reasonable and necessary expenses incurred by the contractor in connection with providing the services. That's kind of, you know, what would those expenses be? I mean, I have no idea. So, well, and, and the contract does provide that any expenses would have to be pre-approved by the township right. for their incurred. So well, we know what they would be. Well, sure, but if but if I if I'm providing the service and and this this is this is the kind of budget creep that her, happens with the Net Sanctuary. We started working with them. It was only three thousand dollars, like. Two or three years ago, now it's nine thousand dollars. Okay, so this is this is the kind. This is how they pull you in. Okay, yeah, you know how he's going to vote. So you're not going to get his vote. So don't keep trying to get it. Just call for the question. You're paying yeah. a lot more money. This is a great program for the Exeter Township Library. You know, oh, good job picking that up. Other townships, but uh, again, 
I have some concerns about this contract. And it also says it's, it's a priority. We got we to gotta accept this contract right now or we lose it, right? I hate to be pushed in the corner for that. It says here somewhere, right? Uh, Becky, can I ask a question quick while Dave's reviewing that? Um, one thing, I, in a former life, I was an insurance agent, so I'm just curious to the extent now that the kids playing at home sounds more reasonable at first. I was not sure what to envision. I was thinking that Pokemon game where the kids are all running through the parks. Uh, so I'm glad it's not that, but uh, I'm probably I'm probably showing my age on that one. But the serious question I have now for you is uh, to the extent there could be a liability exposure. If somebody says something somebody to somebody like or, and then finds out the township has involvement. Does maybe they get, a, maybe they, they get a, a broken um, nail or a fungus infection in their nails. They get push buttonitis. Yeah. Possible exposure. Kid say something to another kid. I'm not sure. I know the answer to that question. I may have to look into that. Yeah, that would be the one thing that I just don't. Young. I mean, it's not just kids. You had said. I know adults play. I get it. But there could be. I, I just envisioning a scenario where there could be intimidation or some other. Okay. How about? Type behavior on we're on, two hours on in. Thirty. Thirty years from now. And little Billy never got up off of his ass, right? Here's the third one. You have three bleeps now. So he never got up off of the couch. Right. He sues Exeter Township for the heart disease that he incurs. Or he's that. You know, he's, he's like, uh, look, I wouldn't be on my 600-pound life if it wasn't the eSports league. I have very well-developed thumbs and, and index fingers, but other than that, my musculature is just... Look at me, dude. My thumb's swole. It's not necessarily learning. It's fun. It's games. It's recreation. Oh, my goodness. Have I what? If you, well, if you have a neighbor who has it, can they... Can they, you know, not pay the twelve bucks? Okay. Somebody just said, "Oh, come on." <laughs> I'm picturing a thumb with a headband on it. <laughs> right? The theme from Rocky. Yes. And a thumb. If they're not following the rules. So it. There are a lot of different platforms out there. I can't say what platform that your neighbor has. Um, from what I have researched and looked into this, um, oh. it seems to be so you know, a better example for kids who are out on there researching games. an esports league for the township to offer. This is excruciating. Yeah, that's it for us. Whether we we continue, you know, this year, this spring, don't even do this next year, five years. Because there are plenty of opportunities for kids to play esports. Yeah. So thirty percent. Well. $12 for each registration. Why do we have to, like, no, no, put them all into a box? Why they, Why can't they do this themselves? So we would get $12, at least $12 for me. Plus, I don't know what the schools are doing in. with esports. So, like, this may be undercutting the schools. Well, there's other things, too. I see here oh. invoices submitted by the contractor to the client are due within 30 days of receipt. So there are going to be other expenses. And I don't know what those are. Uh... And, and it's called for the question. It it's going to be a four to one. It's, it's going to be a four to one. Partner fee. Well, seventy thirty to me. That's 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 not a real good partnership, you know. Uh, right. He's quibbling over seventy thirty on forty dollars. Yeah. Looking at where we are on the agenda for the evening, uh, and the other eye on the clock. Uh, Thank do, you. George. Do we have a motion? A motion for me. 
I would like to see some more information. Can we hold this? Do you Dude, are you kidding me? Anyone gets yeah. additional information that they want? So here. Table. Table. Okay. Did you? He just can't. He's what? We use a second table though, too, right? That's George is like. Table. Yeah. Do we get a second for the table? Okay. Uh, all in favor of tabling? Aye. 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 Sorry. <laughs> and just for, for Carl just table purposes, is there any particular information the board needs they just to make a decision at item. board meeting? But those goddamn repairs, oh, there it is again. Those repairs for the RCC are going to sail through. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I hope they have this kind of a vigorous debate over sixteen thousand dollars. I actually for air conditioning. The next meeting, I am away at a conference, but I can get you any of the information you need, and we can talk before then. Okay. Thank you. She's away at an esports conference. Why would she have to travel? Why can't she just go? Why can't it be virtual? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I noticed some comments on. Sorry, there's a lot of agenda to go. So I'm at this time. It's, we've tabled the item, so I'm just going to carry the agenda. But you're welcome to reappear when it finds its way again on the uh, agenda, please. So, so, so. They're going to be at their own homes. Yeah. The monitor. Becky, just take it to the library and say, why don't you guys do this? And there's a moderator. You know, somebody will fund that $250 and give them a shot at the money. Right. So administration is the next topic up uh, on the agenda. We have... Ratify or approve written notice of intention to remove township manager in any and all related documents. Um, so this, I'll, make, I'll make that motion. Do I have a second? I'll second that. Yeah. Some motion and call second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? That was five, five of a vote. They really wanted to be rid of Bartlett. Yep. Yeah. Um, continuing uh, discussion and possible action to advertise for a township manager. Uh, any, uh, do I have a motion here? I'll make, I'll make that motion. Oh, sorry. Go, Carl. Yeah. Can I assume you second then, Diana? That would be correct. Yeah. Okay. So we, any discussion? I have none. Okay. So we have a motion to second. Uh, so for vote, uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? I predict this one will be long. Discussion and possible action to appoint interim township manager. Do I have a motion there? I'll make a motion to appoint an interim township manager. And I'll motion. Okay. And can I, can I clarify that that would be retroactive to the beginning of the month, Diana? I will make a motion to um, appoint an interim township manager retroactive to the beginning of the month. And it's an appointment. I should be asking if there's who's going to be appointed. Yeah, if there's going to be additional appointments. Because mm -hmm. we ran afoul of that once. So, okay. Um, so, uh, any comments for possible nominations? I I, I do have. Uh, well, we only have. We're, we're we're talking about approving the current interim manager who's been acting, and I I I'm opposed to. Appointing uh, Mr. Ham as the interim township manager. Because he tried to run those trucks down by my house. <laughs> Most recently, uh, I was approached by him, and he accused me of harassing employees at the Red Country Club. Now, we know there's been an investigation, and everybody knows that I went up there, and I never talked to a person. I, apparently, now, I only have to be in the proximity of people to harass them. I don't even have to say anything. 
this is not the way to treat an elected supervisor. Also, we have issues, some of them that we'll talk about later in the agenda, with steps that were built behind the clubhouse. And they weren't approved. I'm not convinced they were in the uh, budget. But uh, the affidavits I collected uh, indicate that they were going to repair the existing steps. But what they did was they built a whole new set of stairs over the steps and tried to pass it off as repairs to the steps. And now those stairs have become an item in a ADA uh, complaint. So these are all issues that I think are bad, just bad judgments and I'm not comfortable having Mr. Ham as the interim manager, township manager. And if I'm overruled on this, that's fine. But I just want everybody nomination? to realize that right, they will that's the next be responsible. So I appreciate the comments that we, that was not a motion for. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but I, it was a discussion. But here's the yeah. thing, too. I think recently we got a submission from a, uh, a employment firm. And if I read it correctly, they also provide uh, interim management uh, personnel. services. That there would we be go. Contracted. That would be third party and not biased towards me or anyone else on the board. <laughs> it's a good there are consequences to behavior. In your practices, discussion on agenda item, is there anybody willing to make a nomination during this discussion or a motion? Whoa. No nomination. Let's see. Let's see. Only because we do need. Uh, you have to nominate someone. Oh, I have to nominate someone. Well, I can't nominate someone if I don't know who they are. Then I can't make a motion. No. Excuse me. Okay. So, um, well, we're going to be hiring one. The acting township manager currently from the last meeting is Clarence. Now. Um, who? Clarence. Uh, caller Diana, are you, are you adding to this comment? This comment right now. I mean, so I think that. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, go ahead, Diana. No, go ahead. Right, I'll wait. I believe we need a, town, a township manager right now, so I'm going to make a motion that we um, appoint Clarence Hammond as the township manager, interim township manager. Do we have any other nominations before I ask for a, for a second? All right, so we have Clarence Ham nomination. Do we have a second? I'll second it. Okay, so I, we I think we need a township manager in the, in the interim until we do something else. So we have a motion and a second on the table for nominating Clarence Ham interim township manager. So we're going to call for a vote. All those in favor say aye. 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 It's failing. Well, let's see. Aye. Oh, George went over. He did three. Three, two, vote. He thought about it, though. Yeah, for a minute. Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Underground. Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. 
This has been a production of Jerry Gelliff Media.